What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? This is Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you with another episode of Talking Football. Plenty of stuff to talk about, that is for sure. The Hall of Fame's going on, everything else with Camp Life. We discussed quite a bit of topics last week, and there's even more to talk about this week so far before we get into you know, the real depth of preseason starting. Um, how many preseason games do we have this week, Trees? So starting on Thursday, Thursday and Friday, I think are both of the days that all of them and every team plays on Thursday and Friday. Maybe there might be a game on Saturday as well, but I think it's all Thursday, Friday. Nice. I know the Chiefs do play on Saturday. Um, I plan to go with that with family if all goes well, so hoping for that. Um, other Before we get into this, honestly, how have you been, man? What's what's new in the life of Treese this weekend? Nothing much, man. Just been hanging out. Just trying to uh, trying to watch Game of Thrones, man. I, I jumped onto that wagon super late. I actually started after the whole series ended, and I got to episode five. I just finished episode five of season eight just before we started recording. So I have one more episode left, and then I'm done with the series. So I'll probably watch that after we're what? done. Why? Why did you not say, "Hey, let me watch this last season"? Gosh, I wish I would have known this. I would have told you to go watch it, and we could have talked about it. <laughs> oh, man, dude. I have to wait until the kid goes to sleep nowadays. That's 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 our routine. Oh, <laughs> that's tough, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm taking time away from that. I, I do apologize because it sucks the way it ends. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, that's disappointing. Uh, this season's been pretty good so far. Um, I've been saying through once I was done with that episode – or sorry, season seven – I was completely on the board of this show is very, very overrated. There's only been a few memorable scenes or episodes. But this season so far, there's all the battle scenes have been pretty awesome. So disappointing that you're saying that it ends badly. I've stayed away from the social media aspect of it, so I literally have no idea how it ends, which I'm very proud that I haven't figured that out yet. Well, good for you, but may- maybe it was just me joining in with the bandwagon of other social media and just hating it, because I really didn't like the last season in its entirety at all. Mm, I thought the battle scenes were cool, so I- I've liked it so far. Well, I guess well. that's good. That's good. That's good. You are different. You do have different takes, but your takes usually occur to be right at times. At times, we're still learning whether you're right or something or not, but from what I've heard in the past... You're usually spot on, so we'll see. We'll see about that. How about you? How's your weekend? Oh man, uh, pretty relaxing. Went to went to go visit some friends last night. Drank quite a bit. Woke up this morning with a massive headache. Went and ate brunch. Couldn't really enjoy that. And then I had to drive two hours back home today, and I've been asleep until about thirty-five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that sounds like a gr- like a great weekend to be yeah. honest with you. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> yep, a lot of alcohol this weekend. That is for sure. But uh, let's go ahead and get on into what we do best here, and that's talking football. Uh, duh, it's in the name. Glad you came to listen. Really appreciate it. Uh, anywho, Yannick Ngakwe is reporting to camp. You guys can't see him, but this smile on Teresa's face. Um, when I say ear to ear, I mean, it almost might as well just be all the way around his head because this guy just hasn't stopped smiling since he got on and goes, hey, guess who's reporting to camp today? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me tell me your honest thoughts and opinions and kind of where you're at with this entire process, and especially with it being before the deadline. 
Yeah. So he showed up today. He had to be in by August 6th. If he did not show up by August 6th, he loses his unrestricted free agency going into next year. He would he could only be a restricted free agent. So that's why he had to show up before August 6th. Showed up today and was like, already passed his test, his physical test. And the coaching staff was like, yeah, just like always, Yannick is in the best shape basically on the entire team, and he's ready to roll. We're not even going to hold him back. He can go as hard as he wants on every play if he wants, and that's basically what he did. And him and Calais Campbell and Josh Allen basically wrecked havoc on the entire offense today, so they did fantastic. Very disappointing that he did not get the contract that he wanted. I think that he deserves it. I think that they should have paid him this season because I think he's going to have a monster year, and it's just going to cost them even more heading into next season. So... But from the other side, I also do get it that they might not have all of the money that they want because they have a lot of dead money this year. So the way that they managed all the contracts and had who they wanted to release, including Blake Bortles, like there's a lot of dead money on the payroll this year that's not there next year. So they might have more money that they're just willing to pay him more next year. Well, that's good to hear. I wonder if they've had that discussion and kind of cleared everything out. Or if he's just wanted to get paid now to just kind of protect himself from any injury or anything freaky that might happen during the season. Yeah, he he's been he was pretty vocal today uh, after practice, just saying, "Hey, uh, I trust that my ability will show that I'm worth it again for a fourth straight year because I've been the most productive defensive end basically the last three years." And he's like, "I'm not afraid of getting injured because." I haven't yet, and I think that I'm in better shape and stronger than I've ever been. Obviously, that's always a risk, but sounds like he's just like fuck it, like let's just let's just play. He's like, I love football, and let's just let's just play let's just play this game. Love love to hear that. Then that's good. I don't know why I said it with a oh well, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's good to hear, man. I'm I'm glad to see you're happy, and maybe the Jaguars have decided to kind of figure out what they really need and what they and what Yannickin deserves, and hopefully they get all that lined out. For sure, yeah, I'm. I'm just pumped for this defense, man. It is going to be nasty this year. And I, I am interested to see what they're going to do at this linebacker position, though. So Quincy Williams mm-hmm. went out, third-round pick. He, he tore his meniscus, and he's out for four to six weeks. So he, that's like right when week one is, basically. So he might be there, he might not. So I don't know who they're going to have play that other linebacker at that point. That Telvin Smith thing, man, it, it causes issues. With it really Rock. does. Yeah. And I, I wonder how that, that works with him coming back next year in the midst of Yannick Ngakwe's contract potentially still being in the mix and, you know, being the main discussion. And then where are you at with the rest of your defense? Because, I mean, you had everybody locked in until this year. Yep. And now everything's just kind of like... Yeah. I mean, I would not be surprised if they just let him walk next year and just release him because you have to pay... Jalen Ramsey and Yannick next offseason, and and Miles Jack. Right now, I don't think Miles Jack is going to require too much money, so it might be possible that they can get him on cheaper end. Like he's not going to get like the Deion Jones type contract that Deion Jones got a couple weeks ago. He's not going to get that type of money. But we'll see. I mean, Darius is going to be gone, so get that off the books. They'll probably release Avery Jones and just let. Taven Bryan take over that spot on the rookie deal. And then they don't have to pay anybody on the offensive line. I wouldn't be surprised if they let any, let's see, who's their offensive lineman? They're getting paid a lot. Andrew Norwell, 
I, they might release him just because he's getting paid a shit ton of money, unless he produces this year, but he did not do too well last year. Definitely a lot of decisions and a lot of moving pieces going forward with the Jaguars, and it's nice to see that you are very well on top of that and kind of have a rough idea of who may potentially be gone and who may not be. Because it sucks when you build you know, that type of relationship with a player, and it's like uh, you just couldn't do it, and like you're gone. Like That's probably one of the worst feelings as a fan because you see a guy and you want him to succeed and you want him to do well. And the next thing you know, it's like, I mean, he's just not on the team. Like, he just he can't keep the job. That is what it is, though. That is the NFL, and that's how it works. Speaking of it just not working out for people, though, Deontay Foreman, the running back out of Texas, was waived by the Houston Texans this morning due to um, – they said the way he did work, and I'm going to assume that just his work ethic issues, he just didn't – keep his body in shape, like keep everything good and like continue to work. It was maybe just one of those things where I'm in the NFL and I'm going to come play and whatever happens, happens. And the Texans are like, absolutely not. This is not what we're, that's not in the point of, you know, our franchise where we're in for that to happen. And I think that's really smart by them, especially with still not having like a direct general manager. I mean, you don't have a GM. And I did, I don't remember who I saw tweet this, but I think it was a pretty big name. Uh, I think I want to say it was Lewis Reddick. He said, go get Melvin Gordon if you're the Houston Texans. And if I am, I'm going to get him. I mean, oh, I'm potentially getting rid of Clowney in the mix. And you don't have to pay him. Yeah, you don't have to pay him. But then what? But the, that wouldn't make sense for the Chargers. They have Ingram and they have Bosa. and They, they have to do. But someone always seems to get hurt. Yeah, but what? you're going to have to pay. You don't want another premium pass rusher? I mean, yeah, you're not, you don't have, have to pay him. It doesn't have to be a trade and pay. You can just be trade him, let him play the year, and then go. Yeah. I mean, would you get Lamar Miller in that deal as well? Would it be Clowney and Miller for Melvin Gordon? Doesn't seem like too bad of a deal. I know that Miller's contract isn't the most franchise-friendly, <laughs> is the best way I could put it, but... That'd be interesting. I would fucking hate it as a Jags fan. I would hate facing Melvin Gordon twice a year, but that'd be interesting. So I've been on record on this show multiple times saying that Higdon was going to pass a lot of these guys on the depth chart, the rookie out of Michigan. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, I think that he's going to get carries in this offense. And that was with me thinking that Foreman was going to take the job from Lamar Miller. Yeah, so he almost did last year. That's the this is the crazy part of it. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a good little stash for them. But man, if they could go and get someone like like Melvin Gordon, man, that would that offense, dude. Shit. That offense would be crazy. It really would be the fast and powerful, deep threat potential all the time, but then the possibility of it just getting rammed right down your throat over and over and over from Gordon, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, because I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, I mean, that would suck for you as a Jaguars fan, and it would suck for the Chiefs because they're most likely playing each other in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. It just seems on how that works. Yeah, 100%, for sure. Uh, let's see here. What else we got news-wise? Uh, Josh Gordon, man, filed for reinstatement. Be interesting to see if they give it to him. I mean, 
it would be a again, and I don't think the NFL gives a shit, but another super bad look if they did not give it to him. Yeah. Especially for the reason that he decided to step out last year, which, you know, I don't know if it broke national news, but you know, you, you hear that it was meant like it was mental issue aspects. Like he it was he was having a hard time mentally, not not sure how to handle things, the separation of everything that had taken place and moving and being with New England. I mean, I'm sure that's a difficult thing to just continue to grasp at one time when you've only known so much for that period of time in your life. But I'm not about to sit here and act like I know everything about him or nothing like that. And I do agree, if the, if the NFL does not reinstate him, it is going to be an awful look. Yeah. And then within this aspect of him being in the NFL once more, the Patriots are even deadlier. Like, just shit. They lose Gronk, but now we they got Gordon and Nikhil Harry. Damn it. Yeah, exactly, right? Now they got two of these big-bodied receivers that just can get open at basically any time. Well, I guess it's still to be seen with Henry or Harry, but mm-hmm. he was in college, right? Like that, that Very that was, much so, yeah. Yeah, I saw some Tom Brady stats with and without Gordon last year, and he was so good with Gordon. And you just don't even realize it. He averaged an extra like yard and a half per throw when Gordon was on the field. It's ridiculous. I just like I hope he gets back in the league, but at the same time, I hope the Patriots aren't very good. Like I just want Tom Brady to retire. He just had his forty second birthday. Happy birthday, Tom Brady. But dude, just please like just go away. <laughs> just go be with your family. Stop getting paid another twenty five, twenty four million a year and turning a year old. Like, dude, just go home. Just go. Well, I'll tell you what, he's not gonna get paid the twenty three, twenty four million that you just mentioned the next two years. So he just signed a contract extension today. So two thousand twenty it's thirty million and two thousand twenty one it's thirty two million dollars per year. And that would put him to 44 years old when that contract ends. And he's always said he wanted to play till he was 45. We got to just face it. We're dealing with Tom Brady for another three years, minimum. Do you really think so? Like, do you think the Patriots are dealing with Tom Brady for another three years? If it's bringing them championships, 100%. Well, okay, in that sense, yeah. But do you think even Patriots... Oh my gosh, my voice squeaked there. <laughs> do you think Patriots fans are even maybe slightly getting tired of Tom Brady? No. Not, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. There's not one Patriots fan that's like, okay, I want a new quarterback. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you're just fucking with if, me at this point. <laughs> if you are, you're a freaking idiot. Because yeah, any other exactly. team in the NFL would, have, would take him right now. It's maybe besides the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. Other than that, I feel like any other team would potentially be heck yeah, except for the Packers as well. And Colts. Yeah, I get maybe the Colts. I feel like, dude, Andrew Luck is hurt all the time. When is he just not not hurt? He Besides the shoulder injury, he's never had a significant injury. <sighs> all right. That's a good point. That's I mean, a good point. He, he was very healthy his first three years and went to the playoffs all three years. Missed a year and a half. They don't, they don't go to the playoffs. He's back last year. And they go to the second round again. The dude is a playoff machine. Well, look at that. Well, Can't look wait at to that. see him in about week three or four, or how what week they play the freaking Chiefs. But I'm gonna be there. I know that I'm gonna be there. You're gonna just be, gonna be all, all of the games. You're just gonna, gonna be, be all. Time. 
I'm probably end up. I probably will. I feel like that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna buy season tickets because like I don't want to spend that much money. But then I'm gonna spend a lot of money every freaking weekend when it's the last minute of hey, do you want to go to the game? I'm like hell yeah. So that's definitely how that's gonna work. Can't wait for it. Excited. Last year it didn't happen like I thought it would. But maybe this year it'll happen and we're going to the Super Bowl and I'm gonna be there every step of the way. That would be glorious for you. <laughs> Gloria. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, Hall Uh, of Fame let's get into our next topic here the Hall of Fame took place this weekend the enshrinement the speeches the the head bust being revealed and let me tell you the one for Ed Reed was gorgeous I don't think I've seen one that well I don't know how to say this properly like designed that well created to match his beard and his hairstyle to what it is like it was perfect yeah it's amazing. I really liked it. And his speech was awesome. I mean, all of them were very great. Sometimes, like, there's ones that I, I kind of just, like, snooze off on. I'm like, eh, not really interested. But I thought everybody did a very, very good job this year. They really did. Did you listen to any of the speeches? Yeah, that's what I'm saying is all of them all of them were very good this year. Oh, I thought you were talking about the head bust. My bad. Oh, no, my bad. I, I probably didn't make that clear. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. Uh, Look at us figuring it out. Look, yeah. Back on the same page. Gotta love it. <laughs> um, next year, there are three big name players that are their first time being eligible. I want to ask you if you think they are first ballot Hall of Famers. Troy Palomalo. Yes. Right. Troy Palomalo. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Reggie Wayne. That's that's a tough one. Because, I mean, yes, it's easy to see the first ballot and be like, oh, yeah, those guys all had great careers. And then you got to realize who hasn't been inducted yet that had maybe an even better career. Like, there's several of them. There's so many people that have had fantastic careers, but because they only let in five every season, I mean, some guys are slipping through the cracks. Like Phil Simms, I wholeheartedly believe he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. What he did in his era as a quarterback was very difficult to do, and he did it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I I don't know if he still holds the record, but for the you know most completions to start a Super Bowl with like eleven. Yeah, that was broken by was it Matt Ryan? Tom- yeah, Matt Ryan, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was. Yep. And but completely guess, Homer pick. Sorry, completely Homer, but Tony Baselli deserves to be in as well. Well, exactly. In the, within the Chiefs, I mean, Tony Gonzalez got in. I don't know. Everyone was throwing a fit about it this weekend. On Is Tony Gonzalez going in as a Chief? Is he going in as a Falcon? Like, dude, I don't care. What he did for the Kansas City Chiefs franchise was astonishing. The numbers that he put up as a Kansas City Chief with the quarterbacks that he had, very freaking impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive. And so this was bothering me. I saw this on Twitter the other day that uh, – because Ed Reed went in, people are like, okay, now the Jaguars are the only team without a Hall of Famer because they're considering Ed Reed as a te- or sorry, as a Texan because he played there. I'm like, no, that doesn't count just because he was on that roster. He's he's a Raven. Like that mm-hmm. he's not a Texan. But I mean, I guess technically there nobody that's ever played for the Jaguars has been in the Hall of Fame. And it was them and the Texans. But I want to see somebody that's played for the Texans for years and years, right? Yeah. But, okay, last guy, Patrick Willis. See, with him, I think I missed a majority of his career on, so I don't know, you know, what he brought 
to the game. Like I know at one point he was the best middle linebacker in the NFL, and he was all up until he just about retired. I think that last year too is kind of when he started to slip. But he, I mean, he went out on his own terms, didn't he? Like it wasn't yeah, just. I, yeah, and he was still. I, in my opinion, he was still top of his game. I don't think he's first ballot, but I bet he gets in second, maybe third. Yeah. He for sure will get in. I think that he had a shorter career because he chose to walk away. Yeah. But Troy Polamalu, 100%, what he did for the NFL. I mean, his plays, his hard hits, his interceptions. I mean, dude, he was all over the place. Freak. I mean, one of the first times we've ever seen that as a true football fan, seeing that from the safety position and just the hair aspect as well was just a, an interesting topic in itself you know it was just absolutely beautiful flowing luscious hair flowing in behind him and just really showing off the speed and that's all i have to say about troy Palmolo. <laughs> <Reggie Wayne. laughs> i didn't know if you wanted to say more i'm like no yeah, i thought i thought you were gonna say something but uh, <laughs> that was so, pretty good um so you i just want to make sure that we're on the same page here you're on the page that ed reed was a better safety and better football player than troy Palmolo, right Absolutely. Okay, good. I didn't want to have How that. many career interceptions did he have? Ed Reed? Is that who you're asking? Or yeah. Paul Bo? Ed Reed? I don't I don't remember the exact number. I know that it's the most all time. Me too. Can you hear the dogs chains over here? Uh no, I can't. You cannot. All right. I'll make sure to cut that out. Maybe I'll leave it in there. Maybe I won't. Who knows? Find out on talking football. But uh, <laughs> uh shoot, man. This is we're really getting down to kind of everything on what we've been and kind of going over everything. But you have one more quick question here. I that do. I want to get to. Is this a fan question? This is a fan. Ooh, here we go. Call him out. Call him out. Okay. So this person, I'm not even going to give him a shout out on his name. He doesn't deserve it. Okay. So he is a huge college football fan and has his team and he's a diehard college football fan. Been getting into the NFL the last couple of years. Good for he's him. Always, he's always done. He's always done fantasy and whatnot. So he's all he he knows players and whatnot. But he's like really like been like okay, I'm watching every Sunday now. Gotcha. The last I'd say like four years, but he's never really found a team. So he he tried out like Seattle for a minute because he lives in Utah. So tried that out. Was just like ah, it just doesn't feel right. Tried the Broncos. Ah, it just didn't feel right. Obviously, those are two of the closer teams for us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just need a team. And he's like, and last year he's like, I need to find a team before next year. And I need to just stick to it. So he was like, could you bring this up during talking football and just talk through some teams? Why should I like them? Why should I not like them? Name both of you guys name a handful. Give me your reasons. And I'll choose between the teams that you guys name. And I didn't want to tell you about this before. Cause I want you, I want this just to be real and just yeah, absolutely. right off the top of the head with you. So, I figured we're we're not going to talk about the Chiefs and the Jags. He's not going to be a fan of either of those teams. So, Why? because I just I don't want him to be a fan of the Chiefs or the Jags. <laughs> That's why. No, I do, I do. And right now is a prime time to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I mean, we're all over national media. You've already skipped all the fucking hard years. Just kind of go look back and go, wow, that was really shitty stint of. 08 to 13 and then here comes our saving grace big red andy reed along with alex smith and you know really just kind of resurged jamal charles's career really resurged Dwayne bow's career and then they kind of rot off into the sunset 
kind of, <laughs> with their careers. But, I mean, now, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you have Patrick Mahomes. You have Tyreek Hill. You have an offensive line that's been set for the last three years besides one or two positions, mainly within the left guard. Your defense is now looking to be one of the better defenses if all goes well. They understood what they were last year, very poor. They've changed that aspect. The GM is very active. And guess what? You live in Utah. How close are you to Las Vegas? We're close. We're like five hours. Cool. Guess what? The Chiefs are going to be there twice a year starting next year. Once so a year, this is going yes. Okay. Shit. Good point. But the Chiefs are going to be there once a season. So you'll get to see the Kansas City Chiefs in Las Vegas. You'll get to see Patrick Mahomes. And guess what? Underneath the Raider Stadium, there's already a Chiefs flag buried there. Because when they started the whole construction, they had to they were doing the dirt work and everything. And there was a, a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan working on the stadium. And he buried a flag underneath it. That's awesome. It is. That's actually really cool. So, okay. so he actually went to, to the, he, sorry, he went to the Kansas City Jags game last year. Did he like it? Yeah, that was his first NFL game. That was a pretty good game to go to, and uh, quite the show by Kansas City Chiefs and Chris Jones. You got plenty of young talent. Like this is not an old team. Like this is going to be a team that you can grow with from here on out, and it's a pretty good one to grow with within the NFL if you're just now starting to pay attention to all of it. It's nice to hear that you've been kind of paying attention as of late, so you have a rough idea on what players are on which team and kind of what they bring to the table. If you watch college football, I'm sure you have players that you were fans of within that area and now going in the NFL. And here's another thing. The Kansas City Chiefs, they got two or three guys from Utah, Utah State, that area. I mean, they brought in Gage Ferguson. They got Darwin Thompson, um, Dan Sorensen. Who else do they have? I mean, just a list of guys that are talented. And that's what I would go with. Of course, duh, I am. But if I'm in Utah and I don't have a team, I don't want to go any farther east i feel like if you go too far east you're not going to see the team as much and it's just going to be having to watch them on tv and their games are going to be earlier and all that yeah so my argument against it is you're jumping on the bandwagon too late you're going to look like a complete bandwagon fan who cares i care well that's you not him yeah but here's his thing is he's always said, yeah, I'm, a, I'm kind of a bandwagon NFL team fan. And he's trying to get away from that to become a real a fan of a real team. So, I mean, how else do you pick a team when you were had it? What made you pick the Jaguars as a kid? Mark Burnell, because he was left handed. That was the only reason I'm a left handed kid and I'm seven years old and I didn't want to be a 49ers fan. So, yes, that was yeah. my reasoning. Yep. Plain and simple. So here, here's what I want to do here. I want us to go division by division and name one team, and I want you to give one reason why. Okay? Okay. All right. So we'll start out with the AFC East. Who would you be a fan of of those four teams? Like a true fan of? Yeah. Like if you, yeah, for this kid. Okay. I don't know why I said so, that he's 30. I, I don't want to be the Patriots because that's everyone else. They've already done enough. The Dolphins, they suck way too much. You're not going to have any fun in watching them. I have a friend that I worked with previously who just hated his life during football season because before he would be like, man, the Dolphins are going to be so good. And they go in and they do the Dolphins. They do what the Dolphins do ever since they had, didn't have Dan Marino. They fucking suck. So, no on the Dolphins. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off for a second. Speaking of sucks, Josh Rosen is garbage 
and I'm going to stick to what I was saying earlier, that he is not going to be good, and he is not going to be the starter on this team. What? I heard he's been having a phenomenal camp. No, I've heard he's been having shitty camp, and I've been watching videos of him underthrowing and overthrowing everything. (laughs) Okay, there we go. So, like I said, skipping on the Dolphins. (laughs) Now, the next two teams in the AFC East, the Jets and the Bills. A lot of promise there. If I'm picking out of the one of the two, I think I'm going with the Bills just because it seems like they seem to have their shit together more. They've already been to four Super Bowls. They went to four straight. They lost all of them. So you really hate to see that. But right now, you got a gunslinger quarterback. You got a promising offensive line. You're still developing your receivers, but your defense is pretty set. You're on the East Coast. You play a tough schedule, but you hang in almost every game. Like it's not just going hey, the Bills are in town, easy win. It's, hey, the Bills are in town, they're going to freaking play hard. And they always do. The Bills are kind of one of those teams where I've always kind of liked, but I've always kind of hated at the same time. So within that division, I think I'm going with the Bills. I also am going to go with the Bills. And for this purpose, the Bills are the Utah Utes of the NFL, like the reasons you just gave. Defense is always good. Team is always tough, hangs in there, never gets blown out, even if they're not as good of a team as the other guys. And they have a good young quarterback, like you said, who's from Wyoming right next to us. So that's just another reason to like this team. So, I mean, the Bills are very similar to how the Utes play football. So if that if you want to go similar on that end, that's what I would do there. Let's go to the NFC North, or sorry, AFC North. Who would you go with? The NFC, the AFC North? Correct. Well, I feel like you're going to say the Ravens. Definitely not the Browns. I, they're, the Browns are the Browns. Let that happen. Don't ride with that. Just just run. Like, if anyone says the Browns, just turn and run. Slap the shit out of them and run. I'll leave it with that. The Steelers, they're, that's such a historic franchise. The same ownership. I mean, they've, they're very consistent on what they are and who they have been. They just gave Mike Tomlin another year. So it will be nice to kind of see what he can do within this season and next year. And from there, I mean, they got cool colors. They stand out. Like I said, very historic, multiple Super Bowls. They haven't been to one in a while, but they always have a good team. Juju Smith-Schuster, their defense. you got a comeback story with Ryan Shazier still taking place, like as we speak every single day until it truly gets to the point of is he coming back or not. And then who else am I missing? The Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, cool uniforms. They got a cool helmet. That that's all you got right there. Yeah, and you got I mean, wasted talent because of Hugh Jackson being their main play caller that they've had like ever. So yeah, so Bengals would be a good choice because you know you're getting a stud new quarterback soon. So that would you know you you deal with the rough time for the next year or two until you get that. For me with the Steelers, I feel like it would be hard to like jump into the Steelers. I feel like you either you need to become a Steelers fan as a young child that and is just a good grow point. up that way. Yeah. So, but the Ravens, you're right. I mean, run for first offense, always a tough nosed defense, always doing things the right way. It feels like so. Yeah, I would choose the Ravens, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to the Bengals either because, I mean. Again, that color rush jersey is my favorite jersey in the NFL. The white with the black stripes, but then you keep Mm -hmm. the orange helmet. I just think it's awesome. So I could see that. And they got, I mean, Joe Mixon's one of my favorite running backs in the NFL. So you got a young young stud there. You're going to have A.J. Green for probably another year or two. 
and then Tyler Boyd coming in. So, I mean, you got options there. Mm-hmm. AFC South, who do you got? Did I pick a team? I did. I picked the Steelers. That's who I went with. Yeah. AFC South. Um, we already said no to the Jaguars. Um, I honestly think I would not the Titans. The Titans are a mess. They win every other game and then they choke it out. You're dealing with Mariota and Tannehill, the exact same two guys. Man, the culture of the Texans is really just kind of which quarterback is more your style. Do you like yeah. to? Would you would you rather watch Andrew Luck dissect an opposing team's defense? with a couple deep shots or the way he throws, maybe make a play good, good ending to games. Or would you want to watch the Texans with a stellar receiving core, a shitty offensive line, a very promising quarterback who is maybe one good, another good offensive lineman away from really just taking over the league. And then a defense that just doesn't seem to go away, but they always seem to catch the injury bug. So at any moment, your favorite play player or players could go down with an injury and you're sitting there dumbfounded going, well, hell, now what am I going to watch? So between that division, I really think it goes, who would you rather watch, Andrew Luck or Deshaun Watson? Yeah, and I think you'd choose Watson in that case. So, And that's who I was going to go with was Houston. So there you go. That's the AFC because you already said the Chiefs in that that other division. So, and I don't think that the other, I, I wouldn't choose anybody else in the AFC West. I mean, Oakland, yeah, they're going to come into Vegas, so you could jump on that now if you wanted, but I don't know if I'd really want to be a Raiders fan. And Denver, you already tried them, and then Chargers are a mess. You don't want any part of the Chargers. So, that's the AFC. There's teams in the NFC, but like Austin said, you might not want to go too far east there. So, I mean, I think you focus in on that. I mean, we could go NFC West real quick just because that's the closest to us. Cardinals, just too big of a gamble. I wouldn't choose them. The Rams, probably too late on jumping on that wagon. 49ers, if you were going to be a fan like of this division, I guess the 49ers are there. You already tried Seattle. Seattle didn't work. So all the other NFC East or NFC teams, they're too far east. I don't think that you really want to be a fan of them. So that's why we stayed here. I mean, given we're choosing a probably the furthest East team in fucking New York, but I would say the Buffalo Bills. I think that would be my favorite if you're choosing a new, new team. It, it just matches it. So there you go. It's crazy to hear that the Seattle Seahawks didn't work because I feel like if, if I wasn't a Chiefs fan, they would maybe be another team that I would kind of look at. Yeah, I think that it was there's just a lot of bandwagon fans here that like got annoying. Like they were like really bad in Utah. Like gotcha. and I, I get like when teams win, like bandwagon fans they happen, but just the Seattle ones were outrageous. Like I've never seen something as bad as what they were here. I mean you hate to see it. You do hate to see we it. We said no East teams. Going with the go with the Bills. No yeah. other <laughs> NFC teams. I mean, we could go over them if you wanted, but I mean, NFC East, you don't want to be a Cowboys or Giants or Eagles fan or Redskins fan. You don't want to be a racist. So, I mean, NFC East, out out the door. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) NFC North, Chicago, kind of like the Steelers. I feel like you need to grow up in in that to be a Bears fan. Lions, God, you're not going to be a Lions fan. you You have friends that are Lions fans. You know how badly that is. Green Bay. 
kind of the same thing, right? Like you, you grow up as a Green Bay fan. Like you don't you don't just choose them. Then Minnesota. Okay, cool. Minnesota could be an option. Nice new stadium. Got got a cool team. I mean, you got to deal with the Kirk Cousins thing. I don't know. Lions, or I mean, sorry, Lions. Minnesota's not bad. I think Chicago, I think it, you're, they're past the point where you have to grow up as that as a fan. The Steelers, I totally get that, just due to all the rich history and maybe because that history like happened to take place like a little over a decade ago or a little less than maybe. The Bears, like, I think they're starting to reach that point again. But that, that is a team that I would really, really start to be a fan of. they got a, they got a good head coach in Nagy. Mitchell Trubisky is very athletic. He's still developing his throwing. Yeah. You're running back. I mean, Montgomery is probably going to be the guy. I can see that working. Your defense is tough. You just you just got Khalil Mack. So that's, that's what you're excited about with. And if you're coming in the NFL, that's another one of those teams that you can grow with. You've talked me into it. I think you're right. I, I think you're right on that one. Okay. So the Bears. Okay. And then let's go to the NFC South real quick. Tampa Bay. Hell no. <laughs> Saints, I think it's I think it's too late. I think that's jumping on it. And Breeze doesn't have that much longer left. What happens when Breeze is gone? Yeah, Panthers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey from Stanford, Pac-12 team. I mean, there's that, right? So um, they've drafted some Utes over the over the years. I mean, a lot of them aren't there anymore, but drafted some Utes there. And then the Falcons. I think the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are super fun. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know if that would be a team that I would choose. I mean, now that you talk me into the Bears, I'm, I'm going to say the Bears or the Bills would be my two favorites. The Pan- I, I want to throw in the Panthers, Panthers on that. I do like okay. the Panthers. That's a okay. that's a he, cool, cool athletic wear to have with the Panthers. He's they got a also, sick logo. He's also a Will Greer fan like I was. Oh, I mean, don't watch him throw to the left. But other than that, decently good. <laughs> Dude, I, I still love that story because that's like when you and I first started talking. Yeah. It was like, hey, right right during uh, Senior Bowl, I'm like, hey, dude, can you take some videos of Will Greer for me? <laughs> and you're like, uh, sure, why? And I'm like, I just like him. <laughs> just a fan. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to be great in the NFL, but I just, I really like him as a person. <laughs> you got a cool uh, tattoo. Yeah. Okay, that's it then. So we, we cut it down to three for him. Bills, Panthers, Bears. No other NFC. We already did the West. We already said no on the East. Yep. The North was just the Bears, and then the South was the Panthers. Yep. I'm still going to slide in the Chiefs. I think now still, I think I don't think it's too late right now. They haven't won anything. Last yeah. year was the holy shit season. Like, fuck, look who we have. Yeah. <laughs> last year right, was so we to have be those the- four. Let's do those four. Sorry, I'm, I'm cutting you off like three times no, today. I apologize. You're fine, dude. Don't worry. So who's your favorite then? Out of those four, who's your who's your number one? To be a new fan of? Yep. I'm probably going with the Bears, honestly. Okay. Number two? The Bills. Okay. Three? The Panthers and then the Chiefs. Okay. So we just swap one and two, and then we have the same. So I'm going to go Bills, Bears, Panthers. Actually, no, I'm going to do Bills, Bears, Chiefs, Panthers. Yeah, I really like the Panthers strictly to their logo and what Cam Newton is. Other than that, I really don't know their team outside of McCaffrey. They don't have anything except the wide receiver. They're a very old team as well, and they're trying to get young again. So Yeah, for sure. 
the one thing that I'm going to say here, when you try and make the decision on what your team is going to be, look up the team. Like, go through and be like, and this may sound kind of weird to some, but figure out what name you like. Like, do you like this guy's name? Do you not? You know, go through the entire roster. Look at the coaching staff. Do you? What do you like? What do you not like? Be picky because this is going to be a team, once you set it in stone, I hope you're not the person's like, ah, you know what, never mind. Uh, I think I changed my mind again. Just you got to stick with it this time and really, really go through that process to try to determine it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what he's wanting, right? Because like I said, he tried the other ones and it just didn't feel right, which I can appreciate him saying, hey, this doesn't feel right. I'm not going to try to like just do it just because I chose them. Like wait until you really like figure out who you like on the team coaching, just where it's at location wise, all of that. So I think that he's good. I think that we gave him some good options. Yep. All right, dude, let's talk about something here. Who's your favorite to come out of the? I'm. We're gonna do our pickums later, but as of right now, with the news coming out, who's your who's your favorite to come out of the NFC right now? What do you mean with all the news that's come out? I mean, just training camp news. Oh, okay. I'm out of the NFC. I honestly, I've I've been kind of thinking about this lately too, and I'm I'm honestly glad you asked. I can't get the Packers out of my head. I can't stop thinking about the Packers. I feel like the Saints they had out this last two years. I think it's over. I really think I think it's done. I think the Saints. There's. I just don't think it happens. And if it does, then I'm true. I will never, ever, ever doubt their times of charm. I will never doubt that again. If they go all the way to the Super Bowl, if they win it, I'm putting it in my bio. Their times of charm. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> like that's done. That's done. how serious that'll be. There's no fucking in between. But. Otherwise, in the NFC, I mean, we just went through the teams. The The Falcons are another one that I can't help but go. If everything goes right for them, it very well could be a very dominating type team. Young, good wide receivers. Austin Hooper or Harper, I think it's Hooper, is has really stepped up his game. Matt Ryan had the best season of his career last year. They just rebuilt the right side of the offensive line. I think Caleb McGarry, he was injured, but I, I guess it's not a, as a serious of injuries what maybe we would have thought within his back, so he's going to be able to play. So in all reality, yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking the Packers and the Falcons, and if you make me pick one more, I'm not going to put it past the Cowboys. I think they can make a deep push. I mean, if Dak in the playoffs makes plays. That last throw that he had to Cole Beasley, wow. Wow. Those are my three yep. right there. Okay. So I'm so happy you brought up the Saints thing because I agree with you, and that's why I am saying that the Falcons are my choice to come out of the NFC. They're, they're my team. It also helps that I did put a $50 bet on them. <laughs> I'm sure. To, but I did that because that's how I felt, right? And yeah. I think that I think it's them and the Eagles. I mean, I know the Eagles are a very common pick here, so I'm not going too out of left field with that. But I'm going to say the the Falcons, if they can, if that defense can stay healthy, the offense is there. I love the OC change. The Falcons, uh, Dan Quinn's calling the defense this year, and that's what made him get this head coaching job. He was the DC at Seattle. He was at Florida. I think that he's going to get that team rolling. So I'm going to say Falcons. I like it. I like it. Now, what about you for the AFC? That one's tough. I don't. 
I don't know how I feel about the AFC. I mean, the the common thing is we just see the same fucking AFC championship as last year. But uh, I just don't know if are they are the Chiefs is the Chiefs offense it's going to be just as good. I know it is. So I, it's going to be de- better than last year, dude. Is the defense going to be improved enough? And I know that like everything points to it saying yes, right? But I need to see something first before I can just say I can't just say it's it's improved because they have a new DC and they have better players. Like I can't just say that. I need I need to actually physically see them play. So I, I haven't physically seen them play, but all the news coming out of training camp is the the difference in culture. The attitude of that defense has changed completely. The Kansas City Chiefs went from a defense that was mainly filled with legend-type players with Eric Berry, Tom Bahali, Derek Johnson, Justin Houston. You throw in Don Terry Poe here and there. You throw in Allen Bailey. Other than that, dude, I mean, Marcus Peters. Other than that, their defense has just been kind of sporadic. This is the first time... And since me being a Chiefs fan within the last 15 years, that the, all those guys are gone. There's no more Derek Johnson. There's no more Tom Bahali. Justin Houston's out. We all know what's going on with Eric Berry. I still think he goes to the Falcons. But that defense, dude, that entire culture has changed. What Frank Clark and what the Honey Badger have done coming in has been tremendous. And I can't even give all the credit to them. The Kansas City Chiefs moving on from Bob Sutton like, that's the biggest offseason piece. That's the biggest offseason addition is bringing in Steve Spagnola, who had a year off of coaching, watched everything, took extensive notes, as he said, and now he's coming in even more motivated to coach because he goes, hey, I didn't want the year off, but I think it was the best thing that could ever happen for me. He's, I've never seen another defensive coordinator doing this, mainly because I didn't pay attention to any other teams. He is continuously pulling players aside and doing one-on-one drills with them, doing one-on-one teaching, especially within the secondary and the linebackers, doing tackling drills, like teaching them this, teaching the reads and everything, and our linebackers are going to be set with filling the gaps. And I don't want to take too much time on this, talking with the Chiefs, because this isn't a Chiefs podcast. But what I hear coming out of camp for their defense is amazing. Like, I've seen enough. I I want to see it on the field. But the culture that's changed, the talent that is there, and what I hear coming out of training camp and how they're continuously picking off the offense and you know winning the days at times, it's very promising to hear because last year I wasn't hearing that. That's fair. All fair points. If they do show me something, say weeks one and two, then yeah, sure. But for me, I'm gonna as long as Gordon comes back, I'm still going to go with the Chargers. It's gonna do. I lo- I love the defense, and I know they get hit with the injury bug. You tell me every single episode, but I think that they have all the playmakers they need on offense, and I feel like they have all the playmakers they need on defense. I just think that they have a real possibility here. I would but, be surprised. They're. I mean, they are another one. Yeah, but we'll give you our complete thoughts in a few weeks once we've seen actual games, actual training camp, like with everybody and whatnot. But I just wanted to kind of get your feel early in the process. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's nice knowing yours as well. Um, within the holdouts in the NFL, we're still with Zeke. He's in Cabo now training ex- extensively. Trent Williams, 
Still waiting on that decision to be made. Clowney, we already know. And then Gordon, we've already discussed today. Yeah. That's pretty much what That's pretty we much have. It. Well, I do want to talk wise. about Trent Williams. Sorry, I do want to talk about Trent Williams for a second. Okay. So I didn't, I guess I didn't realize how badly it was for him with the training staff. I knew that that was a reasoning, but I thought that he also wanted a contract, a new contract as well. Mm. But it is strictly the training staff. Yeah. He doesn't even apparently care about the money. Yeah, he's like, I'm getting paid plenty, like how we brought up last episode when we're yeah. like, you just getting paid like fourteen million. What is he complaining <laughs> about? Um, that's nuts, man. Like, but good for him because you're a player. Obviously, your body's everything, right? So mm-hmm. good for him on standing his ground and saying, Hey, no, these guys basically suck at their job and I'm not risking my body, and if I get hurt, I'm not gonna trust them. Well, I feel like if you're in the front office and you hear that from a player, like one of your highest paid players in a very key position, you can't ignore that. Yeah. Like I would be like, okay, what have they done? They've done this. I would maybe go to another two or three leaders on the team and say, hey, have you had any issues with this? And if in the slightest they hesitate or anything, they're gone. Yeah, I'm, you're rehiring everything there as it sh- as you should have, or what you probably should be doing as of now. Yep, absolutely, totally agree with you. Totally agree. All right, one last thing I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. How's the new Madden, dude? <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, I mean, just same bullshit, different year, dude. <laughs> just fuck me. I don't understand how you can't throw a corner route and it land in between the defensive back and the corner, but be in front of the linebacker. Like, you can't do it. You cannot do it in that game. The linebacker somehow picks it up from underneath. The safety, who was 20 yards back, has already made the read from you throwing it. Within the game, my honest opinions, I hate the throwing motion noise. I cannot stand that. Every time you throw it, I don't need it. I don't like how long it takes to throw the ball. Like that progress takes way too long. There's no just quick throws. It's everything's drawn out and done, and that's very frustrating. Um, the defensive wise, it's honestly kind of better. Um, I cannot stand on offense when you throw the ball and it hits his, you know, the receiver. It hits his hands in a good spot, and then last moment, the defensive back knocks it down. Like every time you need it, it gets knocked down. I don't feel like it happens that often in real life. You know, it's either caught or it's not. What's another thing? How, the receivers, this has been pissing me off so much lately. The receivers jump every single time you throw a loft pass. They jump really? and you have to catch it. Yes. Hmm. They lose ground. And then when they jump, the D-back hits their legs out. And the ball flies in the air and it gets tipped and knocked out. Like You cannot just throw the ball to them. And it can't, they can't just keep running and catch it. They, they do like a little jump. And it freezes them in the air, and then it's like, bam, they get hit, and the ball gets dropped. That's so aggravating. You do not see that in real life. I hate the running the running style as well. Oh, that that's my tyrant on or my reaction to the new Madden. What about you? What are your thoughts? <laughs> wow. I've only played the intro game, the Pro Bowl game so far. I mean, after this, I might go and try to jump on and play a couple of games. But I liked it. I thought that it felt – I love the uh, more arcadey feel to it. Mm-hmm. So I thought it felt – I thought it felt smooth, honestly, and I didn't have any crazy situations in that game. So 
give me a few more games to see some of the things that you're mentioning, and then I'll have more of an idea. But on initial play, I actually thought it was a little bit better than what we've had in previous years. It de- it definitely is. And I know I said same shit, different year, but the game's movement is definitely a lot better than what it has been. I will I will say that for sure. The running is still hard as hell. That is... You can run up the middle and bam, you're hit, and your offensive line is just like, oh, I don't know what to do. So that's one thing I think they need to fix next is the true, the true blocking style in the NFL because I don't feel like that's being you know handled well because Eric Fisher does not have a holding call every time there's a 50-yard throw. It doesn't happen every single time, but it doesn't not matter. Yep, doesn't matter. Cool, man. All right, I just wanted to know. I was curious. But I'm I sure think you did. <laughs> maybe it's because I know we're going to play soon, but um, <laughs> I just need to know what really upset you so I can make sure to try to do that exact thing. Oh, I, I just want to see you, man. There's been nothing on the defensive side. Maybe just the defenses, the corners know the routes a little better, it seems like. So it's either a guy's really open or it's good luck throwing it because you don't know, you can't tell the separation on an openness right now. Like that's where I'm at with the game. I'm trying to figure out what routes create openings and separation and what ones don't in certain situations against different coverages because like cover four last year you know it was just broken yeah not no more not no more interesting cool i mean right, it's, it's totally it bro. Bro, try to hit me on cover four fuck bro. <laughs> That's awesome. all right i think that does it for today and yep. we'll be back on when uh, i guess thursday for everybody else we record on wednesdays but uh, we're excited for the season to get going. We're going to be talking a lot of preseason games next episode. Maybe maybe a little bit of gambling action going on. We'll talk about Ooh. what we would what we bet on because I'm always interested in that in preseason mode. But other than that, tonight we've been talking football.